Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Happy Wednesday, you West Coast cocksuckers, New York nudists, and bi-coastal bisexuals. This is Billy Persida, and you are listening to the Man Whore Podcast. <laughs> hello, hello, everyone from the sunny Los Angeles. How you doing, people? Hope you had a great week. Uh, I, am, I am enjoying myself quite nicely thus far. It's been a pretty cool trip, and I can't wait to tell you about it. But first, I can't wait to tell you about some show dates. Yes! Okay, tomorrow, Thursday, in Los Angeles, April 7th, I'm going to be at Hyperion Tavern. Uh, that's a 7.30 p.m. show. It's a free comedy show. Should be really fun. Then this Sunday, back in New York City, April 10th, I'm going to be doing a uh, roast battle at Comedy Fight Club uh, at a bar called Lovecraft. It's over on Avenue B. It's going to be a fun time. That's at 9.30 p.m. Oh, f- so I'm going to be roasting... Someone I used to sleep with, so uh, hopefully a future man or podcast guest. And there's like this big uh, main event uh, roast battle, and apparently, if the if the current champion loses, he loses his title. But if the challenger loses, his head is going to be shaven in front of everybody. So if that gives you any more incentive to come out, come uh, come watch me get insulted for a couple minutes. <laughs> Um, then also Los Angeles tonight, Wednesday, April 6th, I'm going to be hanging out at dark room on Melrose at 7 PM for a couple hours. I, uh, come on out, say hello. It's specifically a man whore podcast fan whore meetup. So, uh, any listeners out there, if you got no plans or if you really want to see me, come give me a hug, have a drink. Uh, let's chit chat. Let's talk about, butt things I would love, love, love to meet you. And, you know, how often am I on the West Coast? So this is really your best opportunity. This is the part of the show where I like to thank everyone who supports the Man Whore Podcast on Patreon. I'm currently here in Los Angeles, and I could not afford to be here if it wasn't for the generosity of you, my listeners. And this month, uh, this past month of March, we hit an all-time high of 40 active patrons uh, pledging over $200 so that was amazing, and I would love for that to keep growing and, and getting higher and higher. Your donations pays for more content for you. It's, it's what it does. It's, it allows me to travel to Los Angeles to talk to my past partners who don't live in New York. And one, one of the many ways I like to say thank you is, well, saying thank you on the podcast. So uh, right now I want to say, um, show my extreme gratitude to the lovely Lance, Jennifer C., S.B., Holly F., Christina D., Danielle D.P., Andrew R., Megs N., Sarah B., Fuckleberry Sin, Alex S., Toby T., Chris W., Lauren M., Gregory Y., Anna Super Slut, Sean B., Prickly Peach, Nellie H., and we got more names to go, Jazz O., Madeline B., Julian H., Sean N., Mary G., Jeff C., Lawrence B., Alfredo A., Mark G, Emily S. Look, I'm going to say Alfredo's name however the fuck I want. It's fun for me. Um, Anthony C, Chris with a K, Ed B, Greg A, Jeffrey J, Dervla, Ramon F, Justin C, Sarah S, Lauren A, and Dave K. Thank you also very much for your support. So support me and support sex-positive conversations on the internet. You can pledge as little as $1 per month, and you can cancel at any time. To do so, go to manhorpod.com and click the Patreon banner on the side. Or you can download the Patreon app, and you can find me on there. Now, this week's guest is a, is a special guest, one of my, uh, my non-hookup guests. Although, gosh, quite people, she is fucking gorgeous. Holy shit. Uh, this week's guest is Haley Quinn, dating guru, Haley Quinn. Um, oh my, this was a surprise podcast for me, actually. Uh, she, she shares, uh, the publicist of another, uh, upcoming man or podcast guest who, uh, she runs an all woman sex party called Skirt Club. I reached out being like, Hey, I'd love to talk to Genevieve about Skirt Club. And she was like, well, it's a package deal. You got to also talk to this woman, Haley. I'm like, I don't know who Haley is. I look her up 
and she did this TEDx talk about love and dating, but it was more of an inward look. It was like, well, first you got to love and date yourself before you're ready to go love and date others. And I'm like, fuck, this woman's awesome. I'm all about this. I'm like, I'm so happy I get to talk to her. And so I'm so pleased to uh, get to share her with you. And she, you know, she does so much, you know, as she hosts uh, two weekly podcasts of her own. She has a YouTube channel that's very, very active. She does uh, date coaching and so much more. So, and you can go to HaleyQuinn.com and you can uh, check all of that out. And her and I had this uh, amazing conversation about love and intimacy and awkward first kisses and, and kind of like, uh, I don't know, how, how viewing love changes as you grow up as you start going through some grown-up shit, how your perspective on things change. I mean, her and I both, like, I guess, seem to have gone through some sort of a phase of needing to fill up the, the iCal every night with some new person. Because, as she says in her, her TEDx talk, because like, God forbid we were alone or by ourselves for a night, right? We, we have this amazing conversation, really clicked, and I gotta, I gotta emphasize, you all need to watch this TEDx talk that she did, it was phenomenal. And I have it posted on my website at manwhorepod.com. Go watch that and listen to this episode. It's really good stuff. I think you're all going to learn a lot. Okay. I love it when you all are learning something. And uh, let's check back in during, during the outro because you've got, a, you've got quite the hour ahead of you. So let's, uh, let's go listen to me talking to... British dating guru Haley Quinn, but yeah, I'll keep hunched like this. Yeah, you're <laughs> no, you were very engaged right now. You were like hunched. You were like, I'm in. I'm ready. Let's yep. man whore it up. Let's do things. Yeah. I like that. Let's yeah. man whore it up. Man whore it up. Uh, not. It's. I don't know. I'm a very bad man whore. Sometimes people say. Um, but how how are you, Haley? I am okay. Yeah, you seem very bright today. <laughs> <laughs> I have no particular reason to feel super bright, actually, but I'm just enjoying being outside of London and in New York and in a different city. Yeah. <laughs> you are, so uh, what brings you to, to New York? Okay, uh, truthful answer. Okay, but PR answer is that... Please, I, only truthful I, answer. Truthful, I, like, I, can't, I don't, I can't I don't care what Lainey told you to oh, say. Oh, doesn't tell me to say anything. <laughs> She's amazing. Uh, no, really, like, there was two things, really. I'm out here to obviously promote my brand and what I'm about, which is really asking us to look at love and sex and dating relationships differently because I think most of the dialogue around it sucks and disempowers people, especially women. And on a personal front, it's really to get like headspace. So that sounds really like hippie, doesn't it? But I, I think that sometimes like a change of scene, I'm writing a book at the moment, which is along the same themes. So for me to sit and be surprisingly actually away from the distractions of London is really positive. Okay. 45 seconds in, already like two or three plugs out there. That's very impressive. Did I That's do very that? good. Yeah, I got a thumbs That's up. very smooth. Yes. <laughs> very smooth. Yeah, you know, I got a book, I got a brand, I coach, I do things. Um, I do things. I do other things than drink root beer and sit around <laughs> this place. <Yes. laughs> okay, uh, so so you are, it would be accurate to call you a dating coach, right? Yeah. I, I was describing so. to my friend last night. She uh, <laughs> I was on this date and I was, I was telling her, uh, <laughs> uh, so I'm talking to the girl from Skirt Club and, and then this woman, Haley Quinn, uh, I described you as a former British pickup coach who grew a conscience. Well, you know what? The funny thing is, I always had a conscience. So I went, here's the, here's the thing, went into the pickup industry, actually, because I disliked it. I didn't like the, I was like, what? Men teaching other men to seduce women and other men paying them for it? This is terrible. Right. Um, but I was also a gigging writer at the time. And uh, I was uh, offered my first job as a ghostwriter for some of the people in the pickup industry. So and that was for their books or just for their advice? For the, Yeah, for their blogs, okay. for their ebooks. So I was writing a lot of that. I was basically pretending to be a 42-year-old man that lived in New York when I was like <laughs> a 23-year-old girl living in London. But I was always into feminism and women's stuff. And then I managed to because I was a woman who knew about the men's dating some bigger pickup companies offer me work as a coach giving like the female opinion right uh but that also meant that I spent many da- days and hours and years taking men out onto the streets and nightclubs and bars of London teaching them how to approach women so I got this really interesting insight into that and then eventually splintered off and started up my own brand obviously started working with women as well when I had the freedom to do so and now my brand is really female focused mm-hmm. actually 
Okay, and then you also have these podcasts, but you have the you have a podcast that's for the women and one that's like kind of for the men. Yeah, but I say, but you, you know, know they're both listening. You know, yeah, they're yeah, listening and I to encourage both. them. I encourage <laughs> them. I'm like, I know for all the sneaky guys have snuck on here, and and sometimes if I do a really interesting podcast, I'll double it up. Like, ah, uh, here we go. I'm going to get another plug in. April first, I'm doing um, a podcast which is I've literally interviewed seven women for sixty seconds on the moment that really gets them off. Okay. And they all prepared like a little 60 second dialogue. Like sexually on it. gets them off? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it was just to show the the weird and wonderful range of female fantasy. And so I'm putting it out there on the women's podcast, Love HQ, because uh, <laughs> uh, I want other women to not feel weird and to feel like, yeah, actually, my, my crazy ass fantasy is in fact completely normal. And for guys to basically have a massive wake up call <laughs> in yeah. terms of what female fantasy is all about. Right. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm learning that out in London, y'all just apparently don't talk about sex. No, of course no? we don't. You... No, it's it's Ugh. so rare. Like, we literally have to create secret underground communities to talk about sex. It's so not allowed. It's like we have those secret underground communities, but it's like to talk about sex plus, you know? Like, we talk about sex, and then the legal communities be like, but we're going to talk about furries, you know? Right. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Some of the female fantasy stuff was pretty out there. Like, yeah. I t- like I'll tell you the weirdest one that okay. I heard, okay? Which is... um woman walks in home from work and her mum is in the living room and her mum has been single ever since she had her so like 25 years ago her mum is watching porn and is struggling to get off woman helps mother to get there yeah okay and it was like i was like all right then and then there was another one the other female fantasy that came up was like i'm in an art gallery looking at an artistic nude and the guy that glanced my glances we walked past each other as we entered into the building comes up behind me and puts his arm around my waist like it's like a complete like opposite end of the spectrum and it showed all of like the weird wonderful variation that's out there when it comes to female sex um but so so you went from being a pickup coach uh-huh. which i have such mixed views about the pickup I've got mixed views about it, but it's because it's a mixed industry. That's right. why, because it's, it's pickup. This is for people who don't know this pickup. The pickup industry does not represent or teach or do one thing. In fact, it's like this big amorphous blob where there's infighting. People really disagree with one another. Well, it's like first, there's the first wave pickup artists. Let's yeah. go for that. Let's the teach fir- Oh, there's waves, waves. like, like there's feminism? Waves. There are waves. Oh my God. People don't realize they're waves. Okay. And actually, okay, so here's how I say it. First wave is all this like a... Uh, hypnotism nlp like wearing (laughs) goggles in a nightclub stuff let's say like really weird pop behavioral psychology as a reaction to that there was a group of guys that came up that wanted to say hey what no we don't want to meet women in nightclubs we want to meet them during the daytime where it's natural and you know what we don't want to bullshit them we want to be honest and just be direct about what we want so that was the second wave was about being direct honest natural authentic daytime then there's like a third wave which is all like why are we focusing on women so much this should be about personal development let's do the cavemen or the paleo diet and like start up entrepreneurial businesses and we tim ferris the four-hour work week so there's all this dialogue in that industry and different pickup artists or people who identify work in that world will strongly dislike one another and will attract completely different followings now in the female dating world kind of like the big having seen that go on in the men's dating space i look at the female stuff and to be honest there's not as much dialogue and there's not a much there's there's no one like contesting the gen the general view and all the main companies are called stuff like get the guy catch him and keep him and i'm like listening to this and i'm like surely like actually i think there's something that i believe that there's something that women's dating advice needs to borrow from the world of the pickup industry which is actually let's focus on the self yes focus on you as a woman it's not all about obtaining someone else it should actually be focused on self-improvement and also that there's for all of its sins at least a lot of pickup advice is vaguely practical it's not just like i don't know manifest your perfect guy and then write down your wish list for him and then put his name under a pillow and then just don't have (laughs) sex with him until you're monogamous it's just like please can we do something that's a bit more you know a bit more exciting what can i go do tonight what's a thing i can go do tonight yeah right so i actually think that like that's kind of what i'm interested to do and to bring into challenge in that female dating space is to go like i really think that there's more that we can learn i think there's actually a much better way that women can approach dating sex and relationships mm-hmm. and some of the ideas that i've got from that have been directly because i've been in the pickup industry for so long because you've seen that side mm-hmm. yeah i've seen many sides yeah. <laughs> i uh 
Because every time I talk to a pickup artist person and I think like, oh, that's gross, it's disgusting, the peacocking shit, the negging. I don't know. As soon as you're seeing like the woman as a goal, right? that just that's the part where I started feeling disgusted. And also, and I say when you say women is like, a, I don't know, like a target, that's like a common right. way to call it, right, in the pickup industry. The problem with that is, and why I don't would never use any of that kind of lingo, is not only is it obviously misogynistic towards the women, but it also freaks most guys out. Like most normal dudes who've like got a good relationship with their mum, if they're told that the woman is a target, they freak out. They actually can't approach her because internally they go, oh no, I don't want to be this creepy, weird, yeah. bad, evil person. And codifying sex, dating and relationships even more just weirds people out more, which makes them even harder for people to do, which is actually a very natural and normal thing, which is for like... Just talk. Yeah, yeah. yeah talk. Like man and man and woman or woman and woman and man and man or many combinations of the above meet and talk and maybe something sexual happens. Like yeah. that's, that's cool, right? Like that's, <laughs> that's been going that's... on for many millennia. Um, so I think think actually it's kind of good to talk against that and also to recognize that my vast experience i mean when i first went to my first like pickup event this is going back like five or six years ago in new york actually um i was expecting like some weird dudes in there and then i got in and i was actually like oh my god these guys are like really decent they're normal for whatever various reasons they haven't had much success or they find it really difficult to talk to women Mm -hmm. generally they didn't want to have 16 stripper girlfriends they just wanted to have like have the ability to walk up to a woman they were attracted to, start a conversation with her and have the opportunity to date her. And I'm like, you know what? Fair enough. Like, like, can't really argue with that. And I think actually people's driving need for intimacy is okay. And in fact, we've got to stop saying that it's nasty or negative and instead teach people to do, approach it in a way that's respectful and that's ethical and good. Yeah. And the ethics is, I think the, the key part. Have you, did you ever see the movie Hitch? Yeah. Okay. Got into a fight with someone last night about this. Okay. He's um, <laughs> and he thought like Hitch was this, this disgusting person. He thought he was like a manipulative piece of shit. And I was like, no, it's just he's trying to teach Kevin James how to be noticed. And then Kevin's on his own trying to show like his true self. If his true self is an asshole, then she's gonna be like, well, that's a jerk, whatever. But this woman who have never would have never taken notice to Kevin James. Now like Hitch is teaching him some tricks, not to like manipulate her mind, but just to get her to notice them. Mm-hmm. I thought that, and I think that I see that with the pickup artists a lot sometimes. I mean, I, I identify, I sympathize with a lot of them. Dudes who just had no luck because like I, women were not interested in me until I was like 18 or 19. Right. No one liked yeah. me either. Like I was a t- total like nerd at school. Like I had all the problems. That's right. what I say. Both my parents are disabled. We were poor. So I got right. free school meals. I had like the dodgy bad clothes because I was eating free school meals and bad food. I was like, chubby mm. and i was oh you too i was i was, I was a chubby oh kid yeah i was a chubby yeah. kid that's why i was like i work out i, I have to like and, you know it's like and then um on top of that i was kind of the brainy weird girl so those com- and a goth so the combination of, oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> i <laughs> yes i was listening to placebo when we met earlier out in the street i'm trying, to, I'm trying to picture you with more eyeliner <laughs> more <laughs> eyeliner just add no seriously I'll sh- i'm gonna show you i'll show you my um my uh i'll show you my passport photo i'm no joke on the way out i was like i was a queen of eyeliner dyed my hair black i lived in like cornwall which is like a beachy place in mm. england and i was like i don't like sand i'm not going on the beach like i did i just basically did everything i don't to like make sand myself. or sunlight or happiness. happiness nothing no i'm just gonna sit here <laughs> by myself and cry and because of that like i was literally the first kiss i ever had a guy did it for 50 pence bet because Aww. i was like the ugliest girl in school and i thought he really liked me oh no it was so like, i i was like no i have suffered it was only when i left home and like sorted my life out a bit and started working and like got into fitness that wait when did you changed. find out that it was a bet oh and basically immediately afterwards so okay i'm gonna call him out laurie mccall yeah uh, we fuck were, this guy yeah, i fuck this guy i was 14 years old we we're at the school to, it was actually was really painful and i'd been like liked him for ages can you imagine he finally comes up to me Haley, the weird girl and he's like oh do you want to kiss and here's awkward i thought that kissing was just like on the lips i didn't realize it involved tongues oh so gosh. then he was like no no with tongues i'm like okay so i'm already an idiot by this point 
Uh, then his mates come over and they go, oh, did you kiss her? And he's like, yeah. And they're like, we don't believe you do it again. So then I kissed him again. And you were thinking Still like, like I get the... on to what's happening. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, I get to kiss him again. again? Yeah. He wants all of his friends to see. See, I was like, he's so proud of me. And then I like, here you go, mate. It's like 50 cents. I'm like, oh my God. And I went home and all I remember feeling in the, in the car journey back, I was like, my tongue feels weird. He didn't really like me. Oh, no. <laughs> no. So, yes. Oh, awkward first kiss. Like, yeah. So, oh my God. God. But like, I, I kind of like I kind of get I've had some really bad love life experiences I kind of get it I think it's 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 a shame if people feel to the point where they you know I meet people men and women who have literally had no physical contact for years I don't that's I don't get it like I can't imagine <laughs> I can't who people are like I haven't had sex in two years I'm like wait what huh? so I, I kind of think well if you haven't had physical contact for two years right and you get to the point where you're looking at your life and you're like hang on I really want to improve myself I'm going to learn some social skills in the process of that I probably actually want to get a better career I want to you know tidy my flat I want to get fitter and healthier what is wrong with that like you know what not everybody had an easy childhood or when they were teenagers had positive experiences lots of people have been socialized in funny ways or maybe they work a job which doesn't emphasize any kind of social skills and you come out the other side of that and you know dating in 2016 is a weird space anyway it's like there's there's apps there's instant messaging there's people canceling all the time there's all these weird phenomena that we just literally never had to deal with you have all the options now Right. You have and so that, many options. Right. And that, I think that messes people up, clearly. Because yeah, you can't decide who anymore. Right. You'd be like, oh, you know, I could go with her, but let me see if uh, any more swipes gives me a better option. Or, oh, I like this one better. Let me cancel the plans and, and I'll go with this better one. Yes. I, I, liked, I liked in your TEDx talk, which I really enjoyed, by the way. Uh, I watched a couple of times at this point. Hey. It's... um. You know, you were describing like the grill. You're like, well, you got this guy, but you got uh, you got the backup guy. You got one on the side burner. You got one in the freezer to unthaw just in case. And just, you know, because God forbid you're alone for a night. And I... I loved that. I spent epic amounts of time by myself. I really do. Like I did, just genuinely did six months celibacy. And now when I say like, oh, I'm kind of seeing a guy, it means like literally I'm go, my, our relationship, quote unquote, not relationship yet, is going at like a snail pace. Mm-hmm. I see him maybe twice a month. We speak on the phone. It's like old school. I'm going old school on that. Yeah. And it's particularly because I, I wanted to be like, if I go to America, I want to sit here for like a month or so while I'm out here and not feel the need. And like, I'm not going to date anyone. I'm just going to be, you know what? I decided I was like, I'm not having any moral problems if people want to date multiple people. But for me, I'm like, you know, what? I'm going to keep my headspace clear. I'm just going to focus on myself. Mm. I'm going to chill out and deal with the fact I'm not having sex or anybody kissing me for the next couple of months. You know what? I'm all right with that. It's like, how can I not be able to deal with that as a person? There's got to be other ways to invest my energy. And I think the problem is immediately if someone thinks, oh, I kind of want to meet someone, the options that open out to them are like frenzied, frantic dating. It's like the right way to go about this is I'll just go on a date every night of the week. And if I get a match, because that's somehow superior to being by myself. And I'm like, what? how how can you value your own company in the rest of your life so poorly? Because when they're gone, it's back to you being with you. Yeah, and I hear these mad... I read this I read this article, actually, like a couple of weeks ago, which is called Weekend Loneliness, which is basically you're single. And so, you know, there's none of the excitement of the kind of after-work drink stuff during the week. So on the weekend, you sit there by yourself and how bad it is. And I'm like, God, what are you doing with yourself? I was like, first of all, exit house. You know, do something nice and positive. Because the problem is, if your time with yourself is seen as negative or devalued mm. or boring or lonely or bad then guess what? Your threshold for needing or wanting a romantic partner of any kind is going to be pretty low. And in fact, you're going to grasp on to the first person or people that come your way without actually actually really considering what your goals are and whether they fit into your life and whether you actually like them or you're actually attracted to them and actually get on with them. So I think the better your life is without romantic partner in it, obviously your standards get higher and you are more selective about the people that you engage with. And that's really important. Yeah. I, I went through that about a like last summer. I just realized, oh my god, I'm like sleeping with people just because it's in my iCal. Because it was almost like right. obligatory. I was like, oh well, I have to have sex with Saturday at five o'clock on Saturday. That's <laughs> in, I know my grandma died this morning, but I uh, that was that was my wake up call. Was was I was having sex with someone the day grandma died, and I'm like, because it was in iCal, and I was because yeah. I was filling the days with hookups and sex and dates, mm-hmm. and I'm just like. I just stopped. I was like, you know, I'm not. Now my policy is like three planned date nights a week maximum. Oh yeah, that's it. Otherwise, I I'll never be doing stand up 
working on my show, being creative, uh, doing the things I need to do for me. Uh, I have to do those things. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'm dating every night. And then what do you get done? Nothing. Yeah, exactly. You're dating people. And like you were saying, the threshold gets higher. So now, you know, I've had matches or I've had someone hit me up to go out. And maybe a year ago, I'd be like, yeah, sure. Let me, I'll find a, I'll find a time for you. And I'm like, yeah, like I'll probably end up making out with that person at mm-hmm. some point. But I don't really want her that badly. That like now my time. Like I'd rather be with myself and work on uh, bits, go on stage, work on the show, than yeah, maybe I, make out with someone I'm not even that into. Yeah, right. And it's like I think people, men and women, have to go right. Time obviously, as a human being, is our most valuable asset. Right. Yeah. You know, one thing you can spend and you can't buy. <laughs> so yeah. because of that, if that's that's like the premium factor here, then you have to be careful about where you're spending it. And you know what? Here's the thing. Say you, uh, you know, you progress more and you do this awesome comedy show and your career starts to take off or you develop a better and cultivate a better lifestyle for yourself. Then obviously you And you have meet- high hopes for me. That's I <laughs> you quite- you, Oh, you've got twinkly <laughs> eyes, man. It's going to happen. And, and also it's, this is how I think about it for myself. I'm like, well, if I work on myself and I am actually fit and healthy and running a successful business and I've got this cool book that brings new and interesting ideas into the world, surely then the, the the people that I'll meet as romantic partners as a consequence of like Haley 2.0 are going to be a load better than if I was like normal Haley running around like a headless chicken, just going out on a date with the first available person every single night of the week. Right. So I think it's like long-term versus short-term as well, what you want to get. Yeah. And so you've, you're feeling healthier now about that? Are you out? So are you like officially out of your celibacy pledge? Yes, but I'm still dating. I am. I have started to have sex, but I'm. Oh, congratulations! Yay. Very happy. Um. <laughs> it was really good as well. I was telling Lainey, I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> was it was it, amazing." Yeah, who, what was that like? The, the first time after oh my months god. and months of self-imposed celibacy. Self, yeah, self-imposed. It was like I'm not that bad. Was it just uh, like shove his face down, be like, finally? <laughs> you know what it was i have to say the person it was with i did have like insane chemistry with anyhow right. so it was literally like oh my god this is a really terrible thing to analogize it to this is going to blow my clean living image but in the past i might have possibly tra- done something you know like nitrous oxide the balloons i mean i'm aware that that's the, a thing the, it's, a, it's just a thing isn't sure. it like and you know it was like that basically it was like whoa 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 shake 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 flashy like ah. uh, it was like <laughs> and then uh, it's but just, like in a really good way. And then like sounds? even afterwards, I was like, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> and now, um, but even to this, to this moment, like, here's what I've, I've kind of come to the recognition that I think sometimes, particularly if you meet somebody you think is super, super awesome, you know, what good quality relationships take time to put together and build sometimes. And sometimes the moment is a, isn't a hundred percent right. Like this is part of our culture as well. I think we expect everything we want, like today, this minute, like, yeah, yeah we've met each other. So let's, let's do this right now. And sometimes actually like it isn't the, quite the right moment. So for me, learning to be like patient, take things slowly, like in the past, imagine like you've met this person you really like, and you've had this insane sex after six months of celibacy. Do you think you would then normally take like, Oh, I'm just going to go on a six, Six month work, six week work hiatus, maybe two months to America. Cause I think I really still need to like get my shit together yeah. a bit more and focus. Like I would have never done that in the past in a million years. So I'm still going like snail pace on dating and relationships. And I actually think it's probably the best thing that I've ever done. That's awesome. I I'm currently experiencing, I think both sides of that coin where I'm have one where it's going that normal, the pace, like there was a hookup, there was chemistry dating great sex all that like the normal speed that i was used to but there's this other woman who i started seeing uh after like months of just talking because we met at a thing and then she leaves she goes out of town a lot she's an opera singer and and then she comes back fine and we can finally go out and it's kind of a snail's pace i can tell she's like on the more like sex is not like her first priority and i'm so used to sleeping with or, or dating women who sex is such a high priority and uh and we so this woman and i we've been going out for a couple months we only first had sex like a week ago yeah and it was intense and it was amazing and i you know i have this huge uh emotional connection to her and so when we finally did it and but like the entire months i'm not even thinking about it i'm not even worried about like when are we gonna fuck i'm like there's this amazing person here i get the experience you know yeah. And I think that's really beautiful to do it old school. Actually, one of my things that I've been advising my, my female subscribers to do this week was like go a bit lo-fi on it. And that just means, you know what? Like I'm not about 
don't have sex with him because then he's not going to value you and then use sex as a commodity. Because I think, again, like, like that just reinforces right. all the wrong stuff. However, I think there's a logic. It's like, well, if you say your goal, it doesn't have to be your goal. But if your goal is like, I want to find like a long-term partnership or relationship with someone mm. you know what people are complicated it takes time to work them out it takes time to actually even to begin to get to know someone so if that's your goal it makes sense to take things at a slow pace over an extended period of time just so you can make sure you're not like doing the thing where you go like oh my god i met this person and they are perfect and they're like how long have you known them for two hours but they're so but, but they're, yeah. they're the one like, trust me trust yeah. me they're just, the one just, i know this, i'm right this time <laughs> i know all those other times i was wrong but this time I'm, and you know what there's something about like genuinely if you can like say you know you you do like a you spend you know a couple of months just communicating or you speak on the phone instead of just sending messages oh we did right? phone we yeah did, we did phone. if you could do phone if, if you could do phone i think it's like a not phone sex just phone yeah, talk on the yeah. phone if you can do that i think that's an amazing indicator for the relationship and actually i think then you know what if you do go and you hang out and you do kind of like normal things you know like cooking together or like going around the park or a museum instead of like fancy sexy date cocktail bar yeah. show distraction things also who can afford that all the time i can't right <laughs> <laughs> so you do that like over say three four five six months and you know what like if you're continuing to engage with this person in the process you're building something that's interesting and that's strong and you've actually if you're incompatible or it's not a good fit or you actually, you know, maybe they were putting on a bit of a front at the beginning or they're being more seductive or they've actually got, as we all have shadow sides or, you know, yeah. bits of them that doesn't go well with you, then you're going to discover it rather than what I would have done in the past, which has just been like, oh my God, it's my exciting new thing. Ah, I must see them all day, every day. I like how your high voice sounds more American. <laughs> That <laughs> I'm not saying anything about English and American high, high voice goes uh, American teenage white girl. That's yeah, what I yeah. went to. <laughs> you know what? Like I have to say this as well. When I was 16, I got to go on a two-week uh, school exchange in American high school. Mm. And I was like, remember, I was like the dorky girl. And like I was picked though to go to like this American high school but exchange. everyone wanted to talk to you, I right? know. It was like the best experience of my life ever. And since then, I've had this ongoing love affair with America. I literally, I went to this, uh, it wasn't like a prom. It was like the Halloween dance or whatever. Yeah. I went as like Miss UK. Like my nan made me a sash and stuff for it. And honestly, boys slowed up. Boys liked me. Yeah. Boys liked me in America. So You were exotic in a, a very white but weird way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> They were like, yo, 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 hey, have her do the, have her read the cafeteria menu again. It sounds yeah. so cool. Oh, yeah. I remember guys saying, can I see your tatties? Your tatties? Yeah. I had big boobs then because I was pumped. Oh. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Is tatties a, a thing you Potatoes? No. Like, I don't know. Were who they just says guessing? It? I think they British were guessing British slang and it wasn't British slang. I, th I think they call them tatties. Yeah, let's try. Hey, yo, let me see your tatties. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't work. What do they call them? Um, what do you guys call uh, the boobs, the, t the just tits? Boobs, you just call them boobs? boobs, tits. You don't have any fun names? Like, I mean, there's like some fun, like... We have fun names for Okay, them. give me a fun name. Uh, fun bags. That's the first one that comes to mind. Uh, breasticles. I like breasticles. Yeah. Um, chesticles, if we want to stay with the Ickles uh, yeah. theme. I don't know. What, you guys don't have like a slang term for, for boobs? There's loads of like slangy terms that are like bristles. Bristol? See, I like yeah, Bristol. I don't even know what the fuck that means, but it sounds great. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I just say boobs, okay. boobs, tits, <laughs> same kind of thing, you know. Did you get to, like, kiss boys while you were here in America for two weeks? You know what? Oh, my God. This is another bad teenage story. I was like, gosh. It's like you can't, you can't go two minutes without a bad story from my, like, dodgy past. So I had actually start to date my first boyfriend in the uk oh. and also obviously this is a big achievement so i uh, got to america and they're like they really there was i can't even remember his name now he's a really hot like captain of the soccer team gorgeous was to totes hitting on me could have made out with him at the party we'd had one vodka like drink yeah. and to british teenager that's like whatever because we're all hardened alcoholics by that point but like to the american teenagers it's like a really big deal yeah um but i was like oh no i must be loyal to steve udry uh back in the uk <laughs> <laughs> and then literally as soon as i get home i get a message from him and he's like cheated on me and hooked up with this other girl and then like i was like well what was the point of that you're like shit i could have hooked up with the hot soccer guy guy exactly <laughs> so so were you into um, casual sex before, like in, in the midst of your like early 20s when you were doing all the pickup 
artists coaching and such? Or are you um, very like romantic? I'm I I definitely I'm a, I'm a yeah. definitely a diehard romantic. Funnily enough, my sexual experimentation though I've pretty much like I've got I like I've tried everything. I've tried like I'll try a one night stand. I'll try a casual thing with this. Mm. I doesn't really do it for me. My main experimentation was more actually with female. So I've had much many more brief female sexual relationships than I have had male ones. Mm-hmm. And obviously I tried like, you know, I've tried BDSM. I've tried group sex. I've tried going to lots of sexy parties. Yeah. I've tried having a lesbian relationship. I've tried polyamory. I feel like oh. I've tried a lot of different things. And it was really, I think, because I was actually, you know, I was basically a geeky girl from a, a small town. And my mum was like, I just want you to get married and have babies. And I was like, no, mum, I'm going to go to the big city and start a blog and like do all this stuff. <laughs> and start a blog. <laughs> yeah. My parents still don't know what a blog is, by the way. It's don't like worry, my parents barely know what a podcast is. is. No, it's like, it's like a radio on the internet. Oh, no, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, and because of that, um, I think I rebelled, rebelled, rebelled. And like, I got into the pickup thing. And the pickup thing, one of the kind of negatives of it is it does encourage a lot of ego. It was, it's very much like, oh, you know what? Like, you might be geeky now, but you learn these skills and you can get whoever you want and so I kind of used that but I was using it not to like instead guys I was really not that into like for whatever reasons like casual sex with dudes instead I was more interested in like can I approach a woman during the daytime like the guys do yeah. you know I was like a, a kind of like a tomboy um so I experimented a lot in that area and I think now you know what like after I had one last truly hedonistic rock and roll disaster combustion relationship. The one that I mentioned in the TEDx talk after that, I was like, actually I have just been lost in like dating sex and love is, was, was, and is really literally my, my drug. Like that was my like abuse of choice was dating sex and relationships. And I thought I can't carry on like this. It's actually not what I really want. In fact, to me, it'd be pretty, to me, it'd be like a pretty cool achievement having led such a bizarre, weird life. If one day I could have like a normal, healthy, well-balanced relationship and babies, if I get that and I achieve that, that's like the new, that's like the new frontier. <laughs> um, so it comes we, back around. The it four, does. The fourth wave is going uh, way back when. Yeah, literally, it's like my fourth wave bohemian is like, I was like, look, I just want to go into the countryside and pick apples and like <laughs> bake potatoes. Like, lady knows it's all I ever talk about. I'm so broody. It's, it I mean, hurts. I mean, I don't, I don't get to the point that I want to pick apples. I love this city. But I mean, I, I, I get like that too. And so in like being the very slutty dude that I've been and was, but like an ethically slutty dude, like I was, you know, one of those weird ones who talked openly and honestly about stuff. And yeah. it confused women be like, wait, you're trying to fuck me, but like you're talking about it in like an open way. This is strange. Great. I, I should sleep with you. Uh, I was well, like, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and amidst all of that, and as now things have slowed down, you know, I don't know if you experienced this since you were publicly a pickup coach, right? right? Yeah. So did you almost feel like, am I, am I like off brand if I stop, you know, and having all this crazy wild sex it's like for me i'm like it's man or podcast what happens if i settle down like are, are they still gonna like me <laughs> you know? well here's the thing that i thought that was most interesting to me is because i had such like a, a profound life event it was like one of those things you know when something really big happens right to so you. i was gonna ask what the there was a, the event if do you want to explain yeah, like, what that was yeah yeah so basically um i was doing I, this is kind of i was still kind of post pickup coach i was coaching women as well and doing more broad dating advice probably wasn't that career focused. I was mainly focused on having this really catastrophic, disruptive relationship with a guy. And he was in the music industry in the UK. You can imagine Mm -hmm. sex, drugs and rock and roll was the general vibe. But, um, because I was, we, you know, we lived in this cool live work apartment in East London and we went out to all these festivals. It was like, yeah, I wasn't really looking at just how kind of shit the relationship had got and really how nasty it had become. And then completely out of the blue, I found out that I was pregnant and I have polycystic ovaries. We would be so being told medically that to get between the two of us, we weren't going to have kids. So it was a, re- it was a bit more right. of a thinker than, you know, oh, I could just have children anytime. Uh, he became really hostile towards me. He left um, a few days. Hostile because you wanted to keep it? Just, just, or just cause, just, okay. just hostile. And like, I just wanted to talk about it really. Cause I think like, it's kind of a big decision, which way you go with that kind of thing. Um, and he just went on like a big bender and then came back a few days later with, uh, some guys. And he's like, he, he literally said, imagine you're pregnant. He's like, you might want to leave the house. I'm like, why? He's like, there's some guys that are going to come over and they're going to take my things. And he didn't just take his belongings. He took our shared 
belongings. So like TV, paintings, crockery. Yeah, he took you said he took the art. And I was like, he's like, well, I'm taking my Avengers poster. I'm yeah. Just, yeah. I'm like, no, it was like, it was like, it was like <laughs> can you imagine? Okay, it's like an East London. I go with it. It's like a what's the like a Brooklyn, you know, where where yeah, like it's a loft. Studi- loft, loft yeah. thing, and it was already cool. And then you go back and like you're pregnant, and then like there's no fun parties, there's no sexy people in there anymore. It's just empty and dusty and scary. It was as scary as hell. And then I saw him like one last time after that. And I'd started to feel really unwell that day. And, uh, he, I was like, I think I need to go to hospital. And he's like, Oh no, you're just making it up. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, and I was like, at this point on the floor, I was like, no, I really need to go to hospital. Walked out. And I literally had to crawl into the street flag for help. And then I lost my baby. And I'd actually, at that point decided I was going to go renegade and just be a single mum, mum vlogger. Why not? You know, I'll just go with it. And I never had that kind of like level of loss to do. I can't even like explain like that. It's like the parameters of like grief in my head just went so much bigger than they ever had been before. And I kind of looked at my life and I thought, what the fuck have I been doing basically for like, mm. you know, the past, however long, great, you know, like I've really lived in my twenties. This has been fun, but it, it, it was nothing. I was like, I recognized actually, what did I need then? I needed a community, family support, my, like my friends that stuck around when I wasn't like this cool person doing fun, provocative right. stuff. I was actually just like, limping around like a little shattered individual and I realized also that I had a real love for my child and that fundamentally that was so much bigger than everything else and then for me it was like well this I this baby was alive to me wasn't alive to the rest of the world and so you have to go through this really funny like purse very introspective bereavement process um and I'd actually be due to give birth on April 23rd so just like just under a month's time from now so I kind of oh Christ, this is like very recent. Yeah, very recent. So because of that, it's like when you have something that's that big, it's like you can't. Like I could, I literally things that I used to love in the past became repellent to me, and other things called to me like a lot more. So what became repellent to me? Just like going out and partying for the sake of it, having cool friends, um, doing stuff that was like sexy or provocative, right. or having you know all of that i just like i literally felt like i just don't care like i it made really... you get adult real quick yeah. yeah my brain went adult i was like i literally i was like you know what i don't give a shit if i don't go to that party i just don't care like i don't care if my friend has loads of followers on instagram i definitely don't care like if i'm like having a, a you know if i'm having this cool sexy date and adventure so i was like i don't care so i just sat and i was like i need to look at myself here and i sat by and that's why i did like i put a six month penalty on myself in a nice way yeah because i thought i actually need to start seeing things clearly and off the back end of that, although, you know, I still work with lots of guys and I still have quite an active male subscribership and I still want to keep working with guys. It made me really look at like women's dating issues and how women are engaging with dating and love and going, oh my God, I see that it's a completely, it's like I was blind and now I can see. And because yeah. of that, it's meant that I'm now actually, it's a, it's a lot of investment of time and money and it's not like uh, you know, a lucrative, great way for me to go at all. But it's like, it feels like this is the only route I can possibly go down. I was like, I can't talk about stuff I don't care about. I'm like, who gives, who cares about like how long you should, like what text message you should send a person. I was like, this isn't really like an important human intimacy relationship issue. It doesn't, it's not going to help anybody talking about that. And in fact, unless we acknowledge that that's all just scammy marketing that is there to sell people dating advice based on their fears. And someone needs to tell someone like, no, stop. There's a different way to go about this. Like I just released a YouTube video today called um, how not to scare him off mm-hmm. or something like that. Okay. Or like, it was, it was similar. It was along those lines. And in it, it's like, I've, I've stolen a title that I know is a popular, like YouTube Google for women. But obviously when you open the video up, it's switch, like yeah. switch. Cause I need them to be like, you know, in that point, you know, if you're Googling that, I'm sorry, like you are feeling a bit down on yourself, aren't you? You're not feeling, you're not in a great headspace. You're like, yeah. I'm really worried. I'm really anxious. I don't want to scare this guy. Please somebody love me this time. And instead of there being a video there, which says, Oh, you know what? You shouldn't do this. And these are the five rules to not scare him off. Or this is message. Someone needs to be going there going, that is such a load of shit. Like, please don't listen to it. This is what's fucking you up in the first place. Get your head screwed on. And this is what we're going to do instead. And so I'm trying to now change and challenge that dialogue. And so, you know, if people are looking at my presence on the internet, they might be a bit like, what's going on here? Because it's like a little bit pickup artist, a little bit dating expert. And now it's a little bit like, female warrior but uh female warrior <laughs> but the my thing is i've always been like 
I have to talk about what I care about and I have to talk about what I believe in. And if something is repellent or, you know, antithetical to me right now, I'm not doing it anymore. So this is the future. I mean, I feel the same way with dudes when, when guys ask me like how to, how to have more sex or how to get laid. And like for me, cause I'm a guy who like my issue has always been, uh, my problem quote unquote was that women would sleep with me, but they wouldn't date me. And so mm. people are like, oh, they're like, you clearly have a lot of sex. How do you, how can I go to these things or how can I get this? And I would tell them like your first thing is I think I get late as much as I do because I don't try to get late. Right. Like stop trying to hook. Like I try to make out. If I make out, I want like, that's a big, I'm a big fan of making out. It's like one of my favorite things to do. Um, but I'd be like, stop trying to get laid. Right. And then, and then try to focus on you. And then, and if you're kind of a shitty person, then getting laid is the least of your concerns. You got to work on being not such a, a, a dick. Right. Because then all that stuff will just kind of come in. Yeah. Because it's one of, yeah, I completely agree. And I think when you've got, when you've got a guy and he's in that mindset, believe me, I've had loads of guys saying the same. He's like, Hey, I just want to, you I've know, got a goal. I need to put my dick, dick somewhere where? soon, preferably warm and moist. See? <laughs> but if she's not too wet, I don't care. Yeah. I just, I need to get in. <laughs> right. And actually the, the th- funny thing is, and this is again, like some men's dating advice, not all, but some men's dating advice will be teaching towards that goal. And the goal is inherently, as you just observed, screwing the guy up in the process. Because yeah. as soon as you actually, you become really object, you're really goal for And if you don't get it, it's going to, you're going to fail. It's a failure. If you don't fuck, you failed. Right. And so that prevents you from obviously being in the moment, actually realizing that she's a human too and that she's got sexual needs. There's a dialogue there that needs to be discussed. What? (laughs) And actually, you know, a woman in a slot machine, you know, that if you pull the right levers at the right time, then the prize comes out the other side. You know, actually, guess what? You have to turn up, be present and see if there's a relationship no matter how brief between the two of you. And in fact, say his, say he changed that around. His goal was, you know what? I'm going to work out. I'm, yeah, I'm physically attracted to her. I'm going to work out if she's cool and if we get on as people and if there's something in there between us, if we have a kind of a connection and I'm going to explore that. And you know what? I'm not going to be, I'm not going to disguise the fact I'm sexually attracted to her. In fact, I'm going to be really upfront about it. If a guy could do that, chances of getting laid much higher mm. than what are these five steps? How do I kino escalate? How do I, what are the five touches I need to do to her to make her really turned on? Kino. Kino, it's touch. Um. Kino escalation is another pickup term, which would be like, like guys will say, here we go, this will make you laugh. They go, we need to go kino, which basically means like you're on a date with her and you haven't touched her yet. So you need to go kino. You that need sound, to touch her. It sounds like a military thing. It's like, I mean, he's in the yeah. earpiece, like, yeah. we got to go kino, kino, go kino. kino! That's what it's like, though. That's what it's like. It's like, (laughs) oh my god, you've got three IOIs indicators of interest. An IOI? What the fuck? It's an interest. Okay, I know, I know. Okay, and here's what's even more dumb about this. And so now a guy is like, I haven't got an indicator of interest. Remember, this is a man looking for interest. interest. This is a man looking for a woman's signals. Men are not often brilliant at reading women's signals and women's body language signals. As we know, we've got loads more of them. They're much more subtle. They're different to men's. And also, if a man is kind of waiting on permission before he's open about what his intentions are, often she ain't going to feel that attracted to him anyway because he's acting in a way that's neutral towards her. And she could also be going neutral too, waiting for something from him. him. And, and so now you're like, both not fucking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's what it's like in England, by the way. It's like the mm. Cold War or something. It's like there's like no one's talking. No one's willing to put a move out. And in fact, for both men and women, I'm really a big fan of being just, you know, direct and open about all aspects, not just sexual, but also, you know, your emotional needs, what yeah. you're wanting, what you're feeling, not worrying about scaring someone off, being okay to be vulnerable, just laying it all out on the line because I think all relationships brief or longer term have to have a degree of acceptance or a large degree of the other person being cool with you and you being cool with yourself and you being cool yeah. with one another then the sex is better and all great things happen but wouldn't there be something to be said uh for having tact so yes. my you know what I think was a problem for me before I started the show was I was so keen on uh, I need to get uh I need to get a girlfriend I need a girlfriend and I make it so well known early on that I was like, I, I really like you. I want this to go into a place that um, almost like freaked them out and they kind of scared off. Uh, I would say, here's the thing. Here's the trick. Don't make it about them. So yeah. you want to avoid saying you, you want to just say I. Mm. So it would be like, oh, you know, obviously if I meet someone that's awesome, then yeah, of course I'd like to do, like to have a relationship with them. Right. Like it's like unapologetic. This is just kind of where I'm at. Make it a life. theoretical statement. It's a theory. And yeah. it should be a theoretical statement on the first date because you don't know them yet. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Thinker. Um, so, so your, your whole brand is now gone to a different place. So now it's, yes. now it's so more, uh, centered towards you and, 
and you're dating yourself now and and I, I kind of a tiny weeny bit. bit yeah, yeah tiny, like, tiny weeny bit. bit a little bit of mind-blowing uh helium what was nitrous oxide sex no, you know, it was basically uh, <laughs> like a little tiny bit of nitrous oxide sex. but you can imagine like one nitrous oxide sex in like I don't know. It's like it te- total. It's like going to be like nine months or sure, something. Sure, sure. It's a lot of time. It's a lot more of the phone call museum front at the right. moment in the dating world. So is your coaching all in person? Do you do it over Skype? So like yeah, that? I do loads of stuff. So I do um, in-person coaching. So like in the past, that was a big part of what I did actually taking okay. people out practically men and women and getting them to approach and approach people. Um, then I do Skype stuff. I also have online subscribers clubs so people can subscribe to my websites. And essentially, instead of paying like for, to be on like an online dating site, you can pay to learn skills instead and get yeah. extra content. And I sell different courses on dating, sex and relationships. And now you, but you, now here's something I thought was interesting. I, I was listening to some of your podcasts and when you were younger, like 23, 24, you were a dating coach, right? Mm-hmm. But did anybody ever just be like, you're fucking 24. What do you know? Like did did you get any of that? Right. I guess here's the thing. I was working at that point in time in yeah. the men's market. Right. So actually, hey, I'm oh, a 24 year old. You're who they wanted to fuck. Like, right. Yeah. I was like, it's like, that was it. And But what was funny about me is like, I always really disliked the fact that I was like, oh, Haley, give a talk on what women want. And I was like, oh, shut up. Like, I don't want to just, yeah. I don't want to just be the token girl. So I actually, I think, pushed myself quite hard at that time to do things like taking guys out. For, I said for six hour shifts, I did that for like, 18 months like like a full-time job teaching men how to approach women so then via that i had to learn quite a lot actually about conversation social skills and then i started to come up with my own ideas and i've never and i still to this day don't teach anything that's like a line or routine because i think that disempowers the individual but lots of the time there are better ways that people can speak to one another that people are not necessarily aware of so so you've got a guy and he maybe is working in a very technical job like he's used to probably giving information in an extremely succinct logical way sometimes that doesn't gel the best with attracting and having that awesome conversation with a woman so i might teach him something as simple as like instead of asking a question which actually sometimes if you question a person loads particularly in a first day or when you first meet them it can feel like an interrogation it doesn't and actually they don't want to just tell you everything about themselves they don't know you so i get the guy to actually to begin to be more open about himself and to offer information instead so instead of saying like what's your favorite color he'd say i don't know about you but my favorite color is blue like it's a really (laughs) dumb example but um so i'll teach things like that and all of those that information is stuff that i gleaned over literally years of watching people on first dates or getting people to approach one another okay i asked you uh so we 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 had a little twitter exchange yesterday uh what you you say you were a a great read on people you say you could like walk into a bar be like that's the pickup artist that's the guy who's shy that's the guy who's like really confident i i was getting again a read on you doing a little bit of research Mm. uh what so what's your your read on me I actually really like you. Oh. <laughs> I have to say, genuinely. Yeah. I, I, more than uh, what? You can be, you don't have to say that. You can be, you can I say, know, uh, but you're I mean, genuine. I, mean I genuine. can't wait for like, someone just come on the show and like badmouth me. I'm like waiting for it. I, I know. Well, don't be such a, day. don't be such a masochist. You're like a good human. <laughs> like it's so obvious, you know, and I think there's like, um, I know what I thought about you when I first met you is like, uh, I thought you were warm, friendly, like actually kind of caring. You don't, you weren't sure exactly what your boundaries and your parameters were with me, were with me, but you were quite willing to step forward and be kind. You've been kind to me on the show as well. You know, you could give me a lot more uh, slack than you probably have done. I don't know. There wasn't much to really grill you on. Uh, the only thing I would have gone at was uh, age, but that was all in the past tense. Right. Yeah. There's not, there's, I don't, I didn't have anything in looking you up uh, to really like attack. Well, that's good. I, I was hoping for it. It's always it's always nice <laughs> to have a little bit of a. I know. A clash. I think you can, maybe you want to have a bit more controversy because actually I don't know. Like I think you come across to me anyway. Like I think if we were hanging out, I think you would be mellow. I can't see us. I don't think we would ever fight. I feel like you're more <laughs> of a lover than a fighter. I try. I'm trying. I just need someone to love me back. Uh, <laughs> working on it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you're 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 a fabulous person. I'm uh, loving it. Uh, you have. A lot of things to plug if you haven't plugged them already. Uh, you're very sly with them. You're very slick. Uh, <laughs> so you've got, I mean, you've got the coaching. You've got two podcasts, which yes. I've listened to myself, which I like that they're uh, they're bite-sized. Mm-hmm. They're good. They're, they're all like about 20 minutes each. Right. So you can really kind of nail a bunch in one hour. 
You got one that's for the ladies. Is that the Attraction HQ? No, Attraction HQ is men. And Love HQ is women. And I might change the names of these, but they're on Mm. iTunes if you want to check them out. And I usually just like... I know I like I talk as openly as I possibly can mm. about stuff like and I always have I try to have interesting guests on the show as well like mm-hmm. if you ever want to come and do one of my podcasts oh, always please always, please, please that's yeah. podcast uh, <laughs> so I do that obviously I'm a big YouTuber um, and all I'd say is uh, to your get YouTube us, is where it's uh, Haley Quinn XX but I'm if you Google it it will it will come up um, then. Also, if there's any go- women that are listening, if you go to HaleyQuinn.com forward slash real love, R-E-A-L-L-O-V-E, then I've got a cool video series like challenging how you might be seeing dating at the moment or hopefully shift that around and kind of a similar thing for guys at HaleyQuinn.com forward slash her mind. Right. So yeah. So all at HaleyQuinn.com and a lot of spelling going on, but it's, it's H-A-Y-L-E-Y-Q-U-I-N-N.com. You'll see all this in the show notes that none of you people ever read. There'll be, yeah. But it's important because I'm not on H-A-I-L-E-Y or a H-A. L E Y or all these other funky so American so spellings funky. I keep getting. Oh, the funky. Maybe it's a funky British spelling. Okay. Uh. <laughs> I have to say, can I also say Haley means from the hayfield? I was like, thanks. You know, thanks for the noble name, mum and dad. What? I'm a I'm a proper dumb American. What's a hayfield? Right. I don't know. It's, oh. it's a, a field full of long grass and okay. hay. But you know how other people have names, which means like the one or like privileged son of God or you know, like. Want to know what William means? Helmet. Really. I mean, in like the classic one says like protector, guardian, but like in German, it's just like, it means like a helmet. helmet. Is that kind of sexual? I, f- I wish it was. Sadly <laughs> not. I learned that in fifth grade. I was like, that's boring. I know. <laughs> You've got the bad name meaning. <laughs> On the bright side, I'm a Sagittarius and born year of the tiger. So yeah. there we go. <laughs> I'm Gemini, year of the snake. I don't know what any of that means. Oh, it's year of the snake this year. You're, you're young. Hang on. I'm How old are you? You mid 30s. 12. Uh, <laughs> did you say mid thirties? How could it be? You're not. You're, it's, it's year of the snake now, and people who are thirty eight a year of the snake. She said I was in my mid thirties. What? Hang on. So you're that? You're twenty six. Twenty six. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, I was like thirty eight, twenty six. Hang. On. This is oh. really bad. This is how I spend my time. I spend a lot of time working the chi- Chinese. Oh no, I'm I'm twenty six. Yeah, I thought so. I was like, hang on, because I knew another year of the snake, and he's thirty eight, and I'm like, whoa, no way, man. <laughs> Anyway, so you've just got an inadvertent trip into Chinese horoscopes. That's what I also, when I'm not saving the world's dating and love life, I am busy reading up my horoscope online. I am that person. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, Haley, you are uh, just a goddamn delight. Um, So everyone go to HaleyQuinn.com. Go to the show notes. I'll have links for her Twitter, podcast, all that jazz. Um, Anything else you want to plug? Anything uh, else? No. Just, I feel like I've really like, I think I've overplugged this one. So thank I, you. I, for ha- I, I just like to say thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for coming on. You were great. You were, uh, I, I, you know, I hit up Blaney about um, Genevieve for Skirt Club. And, and then she said that you guys were together. I was like, I'll take a look. Oh, she's, and I watched a TED talk uh-huh. and a TEDx talk. And I was like, this is great. How do I know who, know who this person is? Oh, yeah. I need to know who she Here's is. Here's my final plug then. That TEDx yes. talk. Oh, yes. Yeah. Why not? Yes, yeah. guys. The TEDx talk is great. It's uh, I'll put it up on the website. It's it's yeah, really, it. really please good talk. It. Uh, it talks just about learning how to kind of love you first. And then you can go, f- like, fuck you first. Like, go have a good yeah. time with yeah. yourself. Then go have good times with other people. Uh, it, it definitely, like I said, I really connected with it with what I've been going through the last, you know, eight to nine months or so. Mm-hmm. So uh, definitely. But Amazing. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank Why don't you say goodbye to everybody? Thank you. And thank you for listening, guys and girls. I'll see you soon. Man, like, look, how many of you listened to that episode and got hashtag all the feels? <laughs> I know I did. Wow. Amazing woman. Uh great man i love her message it's good stuff you should all go check out Haley all over the internet support her stuff like she said she has a very active youtube page uh youtube.com slash Haley quinn xx she's got the two podcasts attraction hq love hq look just go to haleyquinn.com h-a-y-l-e-y-q-i-n-n.com and you can find all the shit she's up to because she's up to a lot uh and then you know me i'm on the internet too um, I've been known to put things on online. You can find me on Twitter at the Billy Presida. You know, that's where I love to hear from you. Uh, say hello. Use the hashtag man podcast. Let me know what you thought about the show. And if you don't have Twitter, you want to say something a little more privately, shoot me an email. Love reading your emails. Send me your, uh, your comments, your questions, your booby pictures over to man at gmail.com.
And lastly, people, if you have a dollar, you got 50 cents, you got $5, whatever you can contribute, please go make a pledge today, right now, to my Patreon page. It's very easy to do. Just go to patreon.com slash podcast. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash podcast. I wouldn't be in Los Angeles without you, and with your help, I'll be able to travel to more places and catch up with more of my exes. So until next week, everyone, who uh, I'm bringing back one of my one of apparently your favorite uh, Man or Podcast guests because I get comments about her all the time. You know, well over a year later, very excited to bring back Michelle from Random Acts of Muff Dive. You may remember her. Can't wait to. to- for y'all to hear that, once again, just a great, we have a really good string of good episodes. Very excited about the next, like, several weeks. Uh, so until next week, everybody, you know me. Uh, I'm here every Wednesday dropping some sex stuff on you, telling some funnies. I'm hoping, I hope you're enjoying yourself. Go support our sponsor at adamandeve.com. Use the code manhor at checkout. Uh, have some fun. Do things. Come hang out with me tonight. Dark room on Melrose. People, come hang with me. And let's stay slutty.